You're listening to The Venue Podcast. The Venue is a worship gathering at Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope that this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Grab a seat. Hey, is it good to be in worship this morning? Yes, yeah, even, uh, even in the midst of kind of in between holidays and everything, it's so good to come and to focus on Jesus. I'm gonna tell you up front, this morning's gonna be quite a bit different, but I hope it's gonna be a lot of fun. Today is more of an equipping sermon than it is uh, teaching. And I'll unpack that more in a minute, but it's gonna be a little more interactive, so I hope you're ready for that. You came this morning, so you, you get what you pay for, all right? You didn't pay anything, all right. Um, I remember Lauren and I, we had just got married, come back, uh, gone on the honeymoon, come back to Jacksonville, we're loading her up to, to move out to Lubbock. And I remember we were there for a few days in Jacksonville before we actually made the, the trip out here. And um, we were at our parents' house and it was Sunday morning getting ready to go to church. And uh, they have, well, man, actually, rest in peace. They had a dog named Bailey. Sorry, Lauren. Um, her parents had a dog named Bailey and uh, who, who's now in heaven with Jesus. <laughs> That's what Lauren's parents would tell me. Anyways, um, and Bailey had this habit of being a bad dog. <laughs> um, May she rest in peace. But she always uh, was stealing things. Like she would go outside and you couldn't get her back in. Sure enough, that's what happened. This one particular Sunday morning, uh, she had gone outside and Lauren and I were trying to get out the door to meet her parents at church and she could not get Bailey back in. And so I remember we've been married for like uh, probably about 10 days at that point. So I was for sure an expert on marriage at that point. And so um, I had it in my mind, like, man, I need to show her what a manly man I am and let this dog know what's up, right? Like she can't get the dog back in, but I'm gonna get the dog back in. So I go to walk out in the backyard and I'm like, hey, no problem, I'll get Bailey back in real quick. And she's like, good luck with that. Well, sure enough, like 10, 12 minutes later, I come back in the house, I slam their back door. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I'm bleeding, I have poop on my shoes, I hate that dog, right? She, Bailey had destroyed me in about 10 minutes and she, I could, I never got her back inside, right? Like it was this awkward, trying to impress my new wife, epic fail. And I just, I didn't know what to do. So I just, I was like, I quit when we left Bailey outside and went to church and apparently she was fine anyways. Um, I tell you that story because I think that sometimes what prayer can feel like, what I mean is you're like, man, you know what, 2021? 2020, I thought I had good vision for 2020, but 2020 is, 2021 is even better. I think technically it's worse, but like, you're like, you know what, 2021 is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna have this epic prayer life. And you, you set out to have this good prayer life, whatever year it may be. And so often we quickly, like on day four, kind of like people saying they're gonna work out in the new year, right? Like on day four, you're like, you know what? I quit. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward. So I quit. Has anyone ever felt that in their prayer life? Thank you for being honest. Yeah, where you're just like, man, I, I'm struggling. And again, if you don't feel that way, I don't want you to, to lie about it. Um, I would say that uh, no matter where you're at in your prayer life this morning, I think this can be really helpful for you. So it's interesting. For centuries, the book of Psalms in the Bible has been seen to Christians as kind of a prayer book, as an incredible resource for communicating with God, like to literally just pray the Psalms. Um, the Israelites actually saw it as the song book of Israel, but even more so, you could say they also saw it as the prayer book of Israel. So what was cool about Psalms is it was God's word to man that, among other things, was to be man's words to God. Does that make sense? So God gave us the Psalms, but then also in turn, we were to use the Psalms to, to sing back to God, to talk to God, to communicate with him. Even Jesus, uh, if, you, if you know the, the gospels, Jesus on the cross, he prays and his prayer is from Psalm 22. So even Jesus formulated his prayers with the book of Psalms. Pretty cool, huh? So this morning, what I wanna do, real simple, we've talked about this before, but it's always been like just a little segment. We're gonna look at how do you use the Psalms in your prayer life and how can they help you thrive in your prayer life? And I wanna tell you up front, um, give credit where credit is due, three really, really good books that can, that can help with uh, prayer and probably my top three favorites, not necessarily in order, but one is A Praying Life by Paul Miller. I'll reference it several times this morning. I believe we have it back in the back. Julia, are you in here? 
think she was in her office. Uh, we have that in the back, I'm pretty sure. Um, the Possibility of Prayer by John Stark. We don't have that back there, but you can find it on Amazon. Great book. And then probably if I could give you just one book um, that is a good resource as far as how to on praying scripture, like we're talking about this morning, probably the best is this Praying the Bible by Don, uh, Donald Whitney, and it's super small. Everybody loves a good small book. I know I do. And so if, if you could just pick one, this would probably be what I would go with. I'm gonna reference it a lot this morning. So again, just wanna give credit where credit's due and um, point you to some good resources. So with that said, let me pray and um, we'll dive in, all right? God, we come to you this morning um, hoping that we can walk away realizing that you have equipped us with the Holy Spirit and the Psalms and at the very least, those two things to be able to communicate well with you, to have a growing, thriving relationship where we would talk with you and we know your heart. God, thank you like the Psalms teach us that, that you hear us that when we, we talk to you, we're not just talking to a wall, you don't turn your back, that when we come to you humbly, you, you hear that and you, you answer and you respond. And Lord, I pray that you would speak through me this morning, God, that my words would be your words and that you would just uh, give me clarity as I think through it, God. And I pray that for the folks in the room this morning that they would be able to engage and um, walk away better equipped to talk with you. In the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. So you notice the subtitle, equipped for a thriving prayer life. I think it'd be fair to ask, okay, really like thriving? A lot of us say, okay, I can have, we feel like we could have a good prayer life, but thriving maybe seems a little bit of a stretch. Well, I wanna point out four things about praying the Psalms real quick. This is not the whole sermon, but four things that I think uh, maybe push you towards, okay, I can see how that would help me have a thriving prayer life. And so uh, here's the first thing about how they can help you have a thriving prayer life. Uh, the Psalms, they are God-focused. So when you pray the Psalms, and we'll get to how, what it looks like in a second, uh, you're gonna see, number one, they are God-focused. So typically when we pray, we have us at the center of the universe, and we hope that everything revolves around us, right? But the problem is that's backwards from what how God created the world to be, how he created you to be. It's actually God is at the center and we are to revolve around him, right? So that's one reason our, our prayer lives and therefore our lives typically feel a little out of sync, out of kilter, is because we typically are too focused on ourselves. Make sense? So real simple, God focused. All right, uh, the second thing I would say about how they or why they make us thrive, help us have a better prayer life is they are fresh, fresh, which is exciting. So how many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but typically when you go to pray, you're like, all right, you know, you've read your Bible a little bit and you're gonna pray. And within like 30 seconds, you're like, this is boring. You laugh because you agree, right? And you're like, oh, I'm saying the same old thing. Or I've noticed with trying to have a prayer time with our kids at night, it's so easy to just like say the same thing. I'm not saying the same thing is always a bad thing, but it just gets boring. Well, because there are, 100, there are 150 psalms, when you pray different psalms, it keeps it fresh, right? Like 150 different kinds of prayers. That's pretty cool. So it keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. And I think another point on, on the idea of it being fresh and how, how that helps us thrive, uh, another thing you could say about like us saying the same prayers, typically we have the same kinds of prayers. So I think... I'm gonna guess that most of our prayers fall into two categories, either repentance or asking. So think about if, um, I, just, I saw Adam, I'll pick on Adam back there. If Adam, Adam and I's friendship was just me all the time being like, hey Adam, what's up? Hey, could, could you get me some lunch? Hey Adam, what's up? Could you bring me some coffee? Hey Adam, what's up? Could you help me on this project at my house? That's not really a relationship, is it? Should we ask God for things? Yes, for sure, for sure. But if I'm always just asking him things, that's, that's not really a relationship, right? That's, Adam, if I only asked you for things, would you wanna hang out with me ever? He said, actually, yes. 
Thank you, man. It really means a lot. <laughs> In reality, no, right? It would get old. Or if, if Lauren, if every time I was with Lauren, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't do better with the kids last night. She said, it's okay. Hey, by the way, honestly, I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of botched that meal that I cooked last night. I'm really sorry. And then the next hour, hey, I'm sorry we watched my TV show. After a while, she's like, would you stop apologizing? Right? A relationship that only has one aspect like that, that's not a relationship. That's psychotic, right? I th- I've described this uh, on a retreat with the college students this fall. That's like getting in a kayak and only paddling on one side. What do you do? You go in circles, right? Maybe our relationship with God feels like that because we're just over here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or every now and then you change it up and please, 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 please. I mean, talking with God, that, that's a good start. But so many, so many of us are, are lopsided and missing out on the freshness that comes with variety. And so that leads to the third. So, so far we have God focused, uh, it's fresh. And the third thing about how the Psalms help us have a thriving prayer life is gives us a wide range of topics. I know it's a little similar to what I said about fresh, but it gives us, number three, a wide range of topics. Uh, Richard, our high school pastor, uh, asked me recently, he's like, hey, if you were on an island, you could only have um, one book of the Bible, what would you take? And I was like, how about, how about one from the Old Testament and the New Testament? That's a really hard question. And he was like, that's fair. And so I said, New Testament, I think I would take Romans. That's not, there's no right answer. I'm just telling you what I would say. Uh, New Testament, I would take Romans. I said, Old Testament, I would take Psalms. And the reason we, we discussed is because the book of Psalms is like a little miniature Bible all on its own. The book of Psalms has all the different doctrines of scripture. It's messianic. It points us to Jesus. If you don't believe me, read Psalm 22 and Psalm 88 and many more, Psalm 2, for example. Uh, but it, it points you to Jesus. It, it talks about creation. It talks about who we are. It talks about our sinfulness. It talks about God's forgiveness. So I would for sure take the book of Psalms. And what's cool about the wide range of topics, again, we need variety in our prayer life. And as you read the Psalms, you're gonna see it's gonna bring up things that you hadn't ever thought about. Or maybe like, even to say it a different way, it's going to bring up things that you haven't thought about but that were in your heart. Does that make sense? You ever been reading scripture and all of a sudden you're like, oh, ow, God, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> like, thank you for, for pointing that out to me. So it's, it's gonna pull things out in your heart, bring them to the surface that maybe you, you didn't even realize we're there. Another thing I'll, quick, I'll quickly say about um, the wide range of topics, the Psalms have so much emotion. And so we're not wanting to go all emotional here, but typically in Western Christianity, we kind of have this like, um, especially even, in, it's not a knock on us, but in Baptist circles, it's kind of this like, hey, we're gonna stick to just the truth and truth is good. But there's also an emotional side to our lives, right? And we want those emotions to line up with truth. And the Psalms are gonna help you do that. Does that make sense? gonna bring out those emotions. All right, uh, fourth thing real quick, and then we're moving on. So we got God-focused, fresh, gives us a wide range of topics. And another reason why they help us thrive in our prayer life is they give us inspired words. Are the Psalms inspired by God? Yes, right? Man, I'll give you all some coffee or something, all right? Yes, they're inspired by God. Uh, and so when we pray then, we're using inspired words. Athanasius, early church father, he said, most scriptures speak to us. The Psalms speak for us. I, I love it when I've had a conversation with somebody that started to pray the Psalms and they're like, dude, I was flipping through the Psalms and I found this Psalm and I didn't know how to say what I wanted to say to God, but that Psalm said it just right. <laughs> and so I used the Psalms to pray and it said what my heart was wanting to say. I just didn't have the words to say it. Listen, uh, I mentioned Paul Miller's book. He quotes uh, Joni Erickson, am I saying that right? Joni Erickson Tata? Sounds funny to me, but yeah. Um, Johnny, Johnny Erickson Tata? Sorry, I was thinking of you, little Joan. <laughs> um, she, right? Now, now I'm like insecure up here. <laughs> she says, praying from the word of God means your prayers include inspired words. As Johnny Erickson Tata explains, I have learned to season my prayers with the word of God. It's a way of talking to God in his language, speaking his dialect, using his vernacular, employing his idioms. This is not a matter simply of divine vocabulary. It's a matter of power. When we bring God's word directly into our praying, we are bringing God's power into our praying. 
Hebrews 4.12 declares, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. God's word is living, and so it infuses our prayers with life and vitality. God's word is also active, injecting energy and power into our prayer. There's a supernatural quality to the words of scripture that you pray. Jesus said, the words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. When you pray the Bible, you aren't just praying ordinary words. You are praying words of spirit and life. It's a good word. Make sense? So you're, you're, you're infusing your prayers with God's word when you pray the psalm. So just to recap, God-focused, fresh, wide range of topics, and gives me inspired words to pray. So here, here's what I would say to kind of give us a picture here. List, prayer lists aren't bad. I have prayer lists. I still use them even with praying the Psalms. Prayer lists aren't bad. But typically, at least for me, and talking with lots of you, I think this is true for you too, typically praying through a list can feel kind of like a business transaction. Of like, all right, God, I got my list. Let's get to it. <laughs> Where praying the Psalms is a little more like sitting down and enjoying a meal with God and having conversation. Because as you're digging into the text and looking at it, He's speaking to you, telling you about himself, and you're communicating with him about what you're reading and what is on your heart as you read. So instead of this just walk through this list, again, lists aren't bad, this, I think, takes it a little more deeper and intimate because it's like having a conversation over a meal with God as you talk about what is in front of you. Another way you could say it, to me, it's kind of like the difference in just having a phone conversation and having a FaceTime conversation. People often ask Lauren and I like, how come you guys didn't FaceTime when you were dating long distance? I'm like, FaceTime wasn't a thing. How old are we right now, right? Um, we just had to talk on the phone. And we, we've thought about, man, how different would it even been had we had FaceTime because you can see the person's facial expressions, right? You can, and it, the eyes are kind of the window to the soul, right? So you begin to see, man, what are they really thinking or feeling? Not just like, oh yeah, sure, okay. But what does yeah, sure, okay actually mean, right? And when you read and pray through the Psalms, it creates a little bit more of that dynamic of less just like, okay, here's my list and more like, let's engage in a dialogue. And you're seeing the face of God as you read his word. Y'all tracking with me? All right, okay. So you're like, okay, I think it makes sense. It sounds pretty cool. I know that's what you're all thinking. <laughs> but you're like, how do I do that? All right, now this is where it gets really crazy. Like this is where, honestly, if you've not gone to seminary, I'm not sure you're gonna be able to follow along. <laughs> not really. It's really crazy. Here's what you do. You take your Bible, you find a Psalm, you read a verse, and whatever comes to your mind, that's what you pray for. <gasps> I told you that was super deep, right? <laughs> And you know what? Then when you finish with that one, this is really crazy. You don't, you're not gonna see this one coming. After that, you go to the next verse. <laughs> that is wild, right? <laughs> and you know what? If that verse is super confusing, you know what you do? You go get out like 15 Bible commentaries. You call your pastor. Actually, please don't do that. <laughs> you know what you do? You skip it and you go to the next verse. <laughs> You know why? Because when you're praying the Psalms, you're not trying to write a sermon, you're not doing a Bible study, you're just having a conversation with God. Does that make sense? So literally, you, you read a verse, whatever comes to mind, you pray about it, talk with God, that's what conversation with God is, and then you go to the next verse. And so um, you could just pause on one verse. I remember, um, I think it's in Donald Whitney's book, yeah, the Praying the Bible book, he talks about talking through some of this at a seminar and a lady uh, came up afterwards and she felt bad. She was like, Donald, I think I did something wrong because I only prayed over one verse. It took me like 20 minutes. And he was like, how is that wrong? That's awesome, right? Like if one verse like created this stir within you, this desire to talk with God for 20 minutes on one thing, that's really cool, right? So there's not a right or wrong here. If, if, if one verse is to speak to you, you wanna skip down, you end up praying the whole Psalm, that's awesome. There's not a rule there. That makes sense? Are you with me? So don't overcomplicate it. It's one verse at a time, praying whatever comes to mind. And 
on the idea of praying whatever comes to mind, you're not trying to be super spiritual here. I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said about prayer, we must lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be in us. So you're just, like, as you're talking with God and, and reading the psalm, just whatever is on your heart and mind, that's what you talk with God about. Now, there could be some of you who are like, well, but like, what does the text mean? Um, I don't wanna get it wrong. I totally get that. But again, remember, this isn't a Bible study. This is just talking with God. So just for clarity's sake, because we do have the highest view of scripture here, it's God's perfect word, it would be wrong for me to get up and just make up stuff about what the Bible means. Like if every Sunday sermon, I was just like, I'm just gonna wing it and like, here's what I think this means. I've not done any study. I've not prayed about it. I just think here's what, like, I don't know what I'm talking like that, sorry. Um, that would be irresponsible. That would actually be sinful for me to, to proclaim the word of God that way. But this, it's not a sermon. You're just, you're just having a conversation with God. And to further that point, in case you're like, I don't wanna mess it up. I don't wanna pray the wrong thing. Think about what the book of Philippians says to not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Donald Whitney, about this point that we're talking about, says, we may bring everything by prayer to God. Everything is something we may pray about. Every person, every object, every issue, every circumstance, every fear, every situation, everything in the universe is something we may bring before God. So every thought that enters your mind as you're reading a passage of scripture, even if that thought has nothing to do with the text before you at that moment, that's something you can still pray about. That's pretty cool. Because everything can be brought before God. So what I would argue is, the cool thing about when you're praying the Psalms is why you can pray about anything that comes to your mind, you're using the Psalms, God's word, as a springboard for your prayers. I thought about this this morning, maybe because the kids were doing this last night, but we got them a, a very small uh, little tykes trampoline for Christmas. I have tried, I am slightly too big for it. <laughs> Surprising, I know. But uh, it's funny, on their own, they'll, they kind of wobbly jump, and they can jump for, they'll, they'll jump for 10 seconds, like if they're just on the floor, like, hey, being silly. On that trampoline, bro, they'll go all day, right? Because it's giving them the spring. I think it, it Similar picture for when you're praying the Psalms. Me just bringing my own thoughts and worries and things to God, I, it's harder for me to pray along and I don't, I, don't, I don't get very far off the ground, so to speak. <laughs> but when you're using the scriptures as a springboard, trampoline, if you will, for your prayers, you're gonna find, I promise you, that you can pray longer and that it brings more power and energy to your prayers because they're rooted in God's word. With me? So, we know how to do it, talked about why it's important, dealt with a little objection there. So what does it look like? Give you a couple examples and you're gonna get to try. <gasps> it's exciting. Um, we had a team meeting a couple weeks ago and we were praying the Psalms as the Next Gen staff and we were partnered up and I was with uh, Kara Garner, our uh, children's director, our preschool director, sorry. And um, we were praying, we were gonna pray Psalm 1 together. So, actually, for the sake of, Teaching moment, turn to Psalm 1, if you can. So Psalm 1, <clears throat> excuse me, says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. I'm gonna break the rules. I'm gonna read verse two for a second time. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. So as we were praying, I began to, as I read that, began to pray about because our staff was there and we were talking about leading ministries. I began to pray for the people of our church that we would um, walk in truth, that we would not walk with sinners, that yes, we would reach out to those who don't know Christ, that we would be a light, but that we would have good community and fellowship and help each other grow as believers. Um, and, and then verse two, I prayed that we would be able to, to delight in God's word and meditate on it and focus on it. Well, then Kara went to pray and I could tell Kara was, was pretty moved. Um, and so I kind of stopped her and I was like, hey, you, you good? Like, what, you okay? And she said, um, she said, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm like paraphrasing, but she said, I'm kind of taken back. She said, just last night, me and a group of my girlfriends were driving back um, from Dallas 
and we were talking about our kids and how we want them to grow in the Lord and we want them to, to love God's word. We want them to flourish in, in Christ-like character and we're talking about how can we do that? And she was like, I just, it's just so cool that now we're praying Psalm 1 over them. And so when Kara prayed, guess who she prayed for? She prayed for her kids. Was one of us wrong? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was what was on her heart. That was what was on her mind. And it was such a cool thing to, to even, as she prayed, I was like, man, yeah, I, I joined in. Like, amen, God. Like, I want to pray that for my kids, that, that they would, yes, be a light to the world, but they would not, like, be best friends with those who don't know you because I want them to walk with you and to know you and, and to, because of that, be able to point others to you. And Lord, help them to be rooted in you and, and to find their greatest delight in you and in your word. Like, what a cool thing to pray, Right? That was not on my mind, but it was on her mind. And next thing you know, we're praying for it. Pretty awesome. You may have a quick question of like, well, how do you know which one to pick? If, if it was me and you were just starting, I, I would start in Psalm 1. It's a good place to begin. And it's this crazy thing. I don't know if you guys know. A lot of Bibles have these little ribbons in here. And you know what I do? I just leave the ribbon where I finish. Like, I'm not trying to be smart, but that's what I do. So like right now, I'm... Uh, Today, or I mean tomorrow, I'll be praying Psalm 13 because that's where my ribbon is, right? Super scientific, I know, crazy. <laughs> okay, here's what I wanna do now. Keep the fun going. Are y'all still with me? All right. Uh, to, to show you like how this can be done and that you can really pray any psalm, not that it's gonna be epic or anything. Maybe it will be, I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna let you guys uh, pick a number between one and 150 and shout it out, and I'm gonna try to pray it. One night, not the whole thing, okay, Cole? Travis, whatever I call you. <laughs> okay, because he's not on staff, I'm gonna go with him, right? Uh, Psalm 119, let's go. So I'm gonna encourage you, uh, tell you to turn to Psalm 119 and follow along with me. I feel like I just got nervous. I don't know why, I'm just praying. <laughs> it better be a good prayer. <laughs> All right, so we're in Psalm 119. I'm gonna, for the, for the sake of creating the moment. <laughs> moment created now, right? <laughs> Just kidding. All right, Psalm 119. So what are we gonna do? I'm gonna read a verse. I'm gonna pray about it. Here we go. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. So God, would you teach me, would you teach us to walk with you, to walk in a way that reflects your word and God, keep us from sin, help our way to be blameless, that we would choose you over sin knowing that you're better than anything this world has to offer. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Lord, I know I'm, I'm prone to seek you with half my heart, <laughs> sometimes maybe a quarter of my heart, so God, would you teach me to, to seek you with, with everything that I have? Blessed are those, verse three, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. Again, God, help me to walk in purity. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Time out, teaching moment. I feel like that's a, I could pray that for sure, but that's, there's not much context, so I'm gonna read the next verse, right? So you see what I did there? It was that, I didn't think, oh, should I pray that verse? I don't know how to pray that, I'm gonna go to the next verse. No one's offended, Wagner is a little bit. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Again, God, teach me to walk with you. Teach me to obey you even when it's tough. And God, we're talking about kids. Help me to, to live a life that, Haddon and Caroline Tate can look at my life and see that I'm steadfast in pursuing you. Then I shall not be put to shame having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. Lord, even thinking about conversations with friends this morning, Lord, and how sin leads to shame and regret. God, help me to walk with you to not 
be put to shame, but to keep my eyes laser focused on you and how you want me to live. I will praise you, verse seven, with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. God, teach me to praise you. You're definitely worth it. Verse nine, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Lord, I even pray for little Hadman back in the nursery that um, he would grow up to walk in purity, that he would know your word. Lord, verse 10, that he would seek you with his whole heart and not wander from your, wander from your commandments. Verse 11, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Lord, teach our church to, to delight in your word, to store it in, your heart, in our hearts so that we can walk with you and, and not sin against you. I'm gonna stop there for a second. That felt like a lot of asking. That's what came to mind with this one, right? There'll be other Psalms that we'll go to and it won't feel like as much asking. It just depends on what the Psalm is. All right, way to go, let come in. So make me another Psalm, between one and 150. 34, let's go check it out. I'll give you all the $20 later, right? I'm just kidding. This was not planned. I'm totally kidding. Verse, or chapter 34. Cool. I have a star by this one, so it must be a good one. Way to go, Kayla. <laughs> it says, uh, verse 34, or sorry, chapter 34, verse one. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. God, we do praise you. We praise you that it's almost 2021. Praise the Lord. <laughs> God, thank you for just the blessing of Christmas and living in a country where we can still celebrate Christmas and just the good things that come with getting to slow down. We praise you for that, God. Verse three, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name Together, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Jesus, thank you that you hear us, that you deliver us, that you, that you respond, that we're not just talking to a brick wall, we're not talking to a dead God, but that you are alive, that you are well, and that you hear us, you answer, you deliver us from even our fears. God, we pray that you would deliver uh, even those in this room, Lord, that may be walking in anxiety and depression, that you would free them from that. We pray for, uh, Lord, just the spirit of fear that seems to be over our country, that you would take that off, God, that you would deliver us and, and bring us into a spirit of faith, of trusting you. Those who, verse five, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. God, may that be true of us. May we set our eyes on you through prayer, through studying your word, that we would be radiant, that, um, that people would look at us and see there's something different about us. Like I remember in the book of Acts, they looked at the disciples and said, man, those dudes have been, they didn't say dudes, but those men have been with Jesus. Lord, may that be true of us, that people look to the people of Southcrest and say, man, those, those folks have been with Jesus. There's something different about them. And again, God, verse six, thank you that you hear us, that you save us. Even when we can't see it, you're still working redemption. God, verse seven, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Thank you that you uh, protect us, that you surround us. Um, Lord, I even pray for Laura and I and the kiddos we travel tomorrow, that you would keep us safe um, and know that you um, are with us and that you're gonna protect us. God, we love you and thank you for this psalm and we're gonna stop there for the sake of time. Amen. All right, pretty simple, yeah? Well, you know what, you shook your head yes, so now you have to try, all right? Here's what we're gonna do. Y'all still with me? Okay, that's a different kind of sermon, if, if it is a sermon. Um, here's what we're gonna do now. I think most everybody's kind of with a family group. What I would like you to do is, uh, as, a, as a group, and if you're by yourself, you can scooch over with somebody, and if you wanna put on your mask, go for it, please do. Um, but I want you to pick a psalm and all turn to, and quietly pray it, because we can talk about praying together, which you can totally do that, but I wanna do one thing at a time here. But I want you to turn, so pick whatever psalm, turn to it, pray it separately, like quietly, like maybe just pray a few verses, and then when I interrupt you, I'm gonna have you talk about um, your experience. Does that make sense? Y'all with me? Y'all seem less confident now. <laughs> so again, you're gonna pick a psalm, 
uh, you can play the number game like we just did. You're all gonna turn there as a little, little unit. Um, pray through it individually. And then when I interrupt you, you're gonna, I'll, I'll give you like three or four minutes. Actually, I'll give you like two or three minutes. And you're gonna discuss, hey, what was your takeaway? What was your experience? What did you pray for? Make sense? All right, ready, set, go. It's okay to talk in church. If you're watching online, you can totally do this too. No shame. All right, here's what I want you to do. First of all, can I point out, I'm not trying to be funny. That is, that is funny, it's funny to me because I struggle too. Honestly, don't raise your hand. For some of us, that might have been the longest we've prayed in a while. I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing stones. Like I, that, was, that was cool. Every, in this, everyone in this room was just praying like pretty intently and, or maybe you felt pressure like that you had to look spiritual, I don't know. <laughs> but, but that was really cool to see you dug in. So here's what I want you to do now. Um, I want you to just, with whoever you're with, just take a minute to discuss what that was like. Go ahead. Even what you prayed about. Because it may be funny, you may be like, what? That came to your mind? You weird, bro. <laughs> like, discuss what came to your mind. Go ahead.
All right. So more participation, participation. Uh, a few people to tell me your, your quick thoughts, like what, what you prayed about. Anybody? Does that question make sense? Like just asking you, what, what was your experience then? It was fun? Oh, awesome. Absolutely. Hey, good to see you, by the way. Like, man, that, that's, that's so, and Noah, you're getting big, dude. <laughs> Sorry, distracted. Um, for sure. Thank you for pointing that out. I should have pointed that out earlier. Well, I kind of referenced it with the FaceTime thing, right? Is now, how often when you're praying, it feels like, like God, am I the only one talking? <laughs> right? And now with the Psalm, he's literally talking to you because it is God's word. He's talking to you, and now you're turning into a conversation. It's like, yes, like that gets me fired up. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a hard one to follow up. I'm just saying. Anybody else? <laughs> and there's, and the, yeah, absolutely. So you'll hear what he says. So the, so the Psalms are so full of promises. Right, so you're, you're, it's cool in our prayers we're prone to asking, which is not a bad thing, and then you're seeing his promises right there with him, which is encouraging, right? Again, you're not talking to a brick wall. It's like, no, there's hope here. Absolutely, good, awesome. Somebody else, anybody else? Convicting? She said it was convicting and then uh, gave you courage to ask God for help with that. Let me know later what Psalm that was. I don't read it. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie. That's awesome. Hey, um, I'm gonna let, allow for questions since we're kind of in teaching mode this morning. By the way, if you don't, haven't been here in forever or like you're new here, we typically go through like, uh, actually, I shouldn't even say typically. We normally, in a normal year, we go through a book of the Bible a verse at a time. This year, we're going through every book of the Bible like every week, but we're normally deep in the text. Obviously, this is a very different Sunday. But Jack asked a great question for clarity on um, about how do you pick which one? So again, I think one way you could do it is start with Psalm 1 and you just read a psalm a day, or if a psalm doesn't make sense, you just skip that psalm and go to the next one, and I just leave my little ribbon where I'm at. Another thing you could do that Donald Whitney points out is uh, whatever, what is today, December 27th? So you could read Psalm 27, and if you get there, you're like, that's weird, I don't get it. This seems odd to me, but there's a, re- a reason behind the way he does this, Whitney, is he says, add 30, and if that would make sense, doesn't make sense, add another 30. So today would be Psalm 27. If you get there, you're like, I don't know how to pray that. Then you go to Psalm 57, right? <laughs> I'm all insecure after Joni called me out earlier. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, and in 57, you're like, I don't know how to pray that. You go to Psalm 60, just kidding, 87, right? You with me? You just add 30 to it. Great question. Any, uh, seriously, any other questions about, about this strategy? I'm going to try to wrap this up here in a second. Everybody feel like you could kind of do that? Okay, here's how we'll finish. The biggest problem that people are going to say, like, though you're kind of, I feel like you're on board right now, the, the biggest problem uh, as, that we face is time, right? We walk out of here and we're like, oh, I'm just busy. It takes time to sit down and read the Psalms. Or I hear this often, and I get it, I get it, I get it. But we often, it's like, man, I just pray all the time. Like I'm praying in my car, I'm praying on the way to work. Uh, I'm praying as I'm mowing the lawn or cooking, whatever. Like, and I get that, and those are good, we should. That's, that's real stuff. But the problem is, quantity is not a replacement for quality, Right? And think about if, I, if you did that with your spouse. If you were like, like let's say, Lauren, I'll be married 10 years in April. And let's say for our 10 year anniversary, I was like, oh, look. Like, she's like, got all this stuff planned, a big date. And I'm like, look, hey, the guys wanted to go shoot shotguns. Like, now on the way to shoot shotguns, I'm gonna be thinking about you, girl, okay? Like, when we get out there, when I'm shooting, every now and then I'm gonna take out my phone, I'm gonna look at a picture. You're like, man, she is so pretty. How is that gonna go with her? She might shoot me, right? Like, <laughs> Because quantity of these little, oh, I'm thinking about you, is not the same as like, let's sit down, let's go to dinner, and let's have a conversation, right? Quantity is not a replacement for, bless you, quality. Um, and Jesus, did Jesus get away to talk with his father? 
Yes, Jesus, if you read the Gospels, he often was getting away to a desolate place, so all by himself, and spending hours and hours talking with God the Father. If Jesus needed to talk to God the Father, do you need to talk to God the Father and have quality, quiet time? Oh, yes, for sure, right? Like, can you imagine telling Jesus, like, look, Jesus, look, me, you and I are different. I can talk to God on the fly. You may have needed a special time, like, right? What is that about? No. Listen to this. This is also from Miller's book. I, I know I'm, 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 I'm hustling, I promise. Jesus' example teaches us that prayer is about relationship. When he prays, he is not performing a duty. He's getting close to his father. Any relationship, if it is going to grow, needs private space, time together without an agenda where you can get to know each other. This creates an environment where closeness can happen, where we can begin to understand each other's hearts. I love this. You don't create intimacy, you make room for it. You make room for it. Excuse me. This is true whether you're talking about your spouse, your friend, or God. You need space to be together. Efficiency, multitasking, and busyness all kill intimacy. In short, you can't get to know God on the fly. If Jesus has to pull away from people and noise in order to pray, then it makes sense that we need to as well. <laughs> you gotta create space. Sometimes when Lauren and I go out for a date, which we should do more, sometimes it's like, meh, it was a good time. Come back, the babysitter, you have a good time? The babysitter asks you, like, it was, yeah, it was fun, it was good. Sometimes you come back and you're like, man, that was awesome. I needed that. Sometimes you go hang out with your best friend and you're like, yeah, it was fun, it was cool. Your parents ask you what you did. Yeah, we went and shot basketball, it was fine. And other times you're like, man, I have the, I have the best friends. That's how relationships work, right? Or think about sports. You don't hit a grand slam every time you get up to bat. If you do, that's weird, that's awesome, right? Sometimes you strike out, sometimes you just get a single, sometimes you get a grand slam. But you don't stop swinging the bat just because you struck out one time. Your prayer life and praying the Psalms is not always gonna be this, that's right, I'm an awesome Christian, right? Sometimes you're like me, like at four golf the other day, we took a bunch of the guys and like I swung and I, I thought like, dude, I can't even see it, I hit it so hard. And like it was on the ground in front of me, right? Like that's what your prayer life is gonna feel like sometimes. But you come back the next day. Because those times when you do connect, sorry, I've got like 10 metaphors going right now, but I think you're still with me. Because when you do connect, it's awesome. Was it Paul David Tripp says? Your character, you could say, your relationship with God, your love for him is not created in one big moment. It's in the daily decision, day after day after day. Daniel in the Old Testament, a prayer giant, he didn't just wake up one day and like, boom, I'm Daniel. I'm a strong, godly man. No, he, wake up, he woke up every day and became Daniel. So for some of you, it's just gonna start with taking five minutes, maybe, maybe three minutes, to pray a psalm. I actually dare you. I dare you to set a timer for three minutes, pray a psalm, and see what happens when that timer goes off. I'll be shocked if you've like been waiting on it. <laughs> now you're gonna be like, oh, the timer already went off. That's awesome. Daily decision. Spend time with him. Think about it. The king of the universe, who looked at in Hebrews 1 and 2, who holds it all together, who created everything. He paid the price for our sin. He conquered the devil, crushed his head, stomped on his head. That king every day invites you to come, sit and have a conversation. And maybe this morning you found out that he's like, oh, you don't know what to say, Brandon, because you're kind of slow and not the smartest guy. Hey, check out the book of Psalms. I wrote some things we can talk about. Take the invitation. Take the invitation. Here's how we're gonna end this morning. And this is not to, hey, will the band come on up? Sorry, I'm <laughs> focused. Um, I love my friend Walt Barnes always says that decisions don't happen at altars, they happen in hearts. 100% believe that. Um, hopefully if you've been around here long enough, you know we're not about trying to create emotion. Um, that said, sometimes when you do something physically, it kind of solidifies something in your heart. Does that make sense? Like, that's kind of like when you put on a wedding, oh man, <laughs> we'll just leave it on there. When you put on a wedding ring, this is not what makes me married, but it's a concrete reminder, right? 
that I'm in a covenant with my wife. Um, so in, in light of that idea, I wonder if, if there are some folks this morning that be willing to say, hey, you know what? I, I need to take my prayer life up a notch. What, meaning, that sounds stupid. Meaning, I wanna talk with God more. <laughs> I wanna get to know his heart more and I wanna get to know how he sees me so I can better see myself and the world around me and have a better view of who he is. Like, I, I need to get more serious about having conversations with him. Not just quantity little texts throughout the day, but like I wanna have quality relationship with God. It, if that's you this morning, you say, man, I, I need to kind of to, to get serious about that, investing time in that this morning. Would you just stand right where you're at this morning? If that's not you, don't stand. No judgment at all. But if that's you, you would say, I need to get serious about my prayer life in 2021. Would you just stand up? Thank you, Landon. Appreciate that. Anybody else? I, I'm standing, by the way. <laughs> I wanna read over you this sounds funny, but pray over you, Psalm um, 63. Some of it. <clears throat> so I'm just gonna let this be our prayer. Um, yeah. It says, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. Or would you help all of us to seek you, to carve out time, to spend time with you, this coming year. My soul thirsts for you. <laughs> Lord, would that be true of us that we would actually thirst for you? Like when I think about those hot days when we're so thirsty and just need some water from the water hose. <laughs> Lord, that we would thirst for you like that, that we would desire to know you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Lord, may that be true of us. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. God, may we look upon you. May we fix our eyes on Jesus. Lord, as we spend time in prayer and as we, Lord, open up the Psalms, that we would see you, that we would get our focus off of ourselves and onto you who has all power and glory. And because, as verse three says, God, your love, or excuse me, your steadfast love is better than life. God, we, we know that. That's why we're here this morning, even on a Sunday between holidays, because we believe that your love is better than anything. Even though we're prone to forget it, we're, we're prone to not act like it is, God, we believe it's better than life. So uh, Lord, help us to, to be steadfast in prayer and walking with you and talking with you because of how good you are. And because of that, Lord, verse four, we're gonna bless you as long as we live. We wanna lift our hands to you as we get to know you better, as we see your heart. We wanna praise you for all that you are, because you are better. God, help us to not just make this a hype moment, but to remember what we've been helped with this morning and to spend time with you, talking with you daily. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message, subscribe and rate us wherever you stream your podcasts. To learn more about the venue at Southcrest, visit us online at southcrest.org or on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Southcrest Baptist Church. 